Welcome back to The Gathering Podcast. I'm Travis. And I'm Will. And on today's episode, we're covering a series uh, we put together uh, called Why Men Hate Going to Church. We got put onto this topic by listening to podcast from The Art of Manliness, which is authored by Brett McKay. It's uh, podcast 253, Why Men Hate Going to Church, where he interviewed the author of a book, called Why Men Hate Going to Church, David Murrow. Yeah, and so David uh, wrote this book, um, not just based off his own experiences, but also, you know, talking with a lot of other men who don't go to church and um, some of those reasons why. And I think overall, it does discuss um, kind of the feminization of church, which uh, is, I think, more than evident if you look at at church today and uh, but more specifically chapter 10 discusses the 12 things men fear about church and so we're going to cover those 12 things starting today so number one um, i'll hate church like when i was a kid Uh, number two we discussed uh, i'll lose control number three was uh Discussing, uh, I'll get stuck with some weirdo. Uh, last episode, uh, number four, is he gay? And today, part five, if I become a Christian, I'll become soft. And I can attest to that based on my current softness of my belly. Um, however, I don't believe it has anything to do with Christianity whatsoever. Uh, probably rather my, uh, my career sitting in front of a computer and, uh, lack of exercise. What about you? Well, I've certainly gotten (laughs) soft (laughs) as as well. Uh, certainly not what we're talking about here. Um, before we read into it though, or read this next passage, um, what is, what, I mean, obviously most of our listeners are from this area. And something current going on right now uh, is a lot of flooding. Yeah. Uh, So for those who don't know, um, we're located in the central Michigan area. And yeah, some heavy rains and uh, a dam, uh, or should I say dike, rather, uh, failure um, has forced a lot of people from their homes. And uh, to that... (laughs) uh, Maybe I'm a little bit unprepared more than usual, <laughs> sure. as that's uh, quite a distraction. Um, but yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I mean, that has nothing to do with what we're going to talk about probably other than, you know, if I'm a, if I become a Christian, I'll become soft, you know, r- really speaks to maybe manhood, manliness. And I think there's a disconnect with what we think is manly and what God thinks is manly sure. and how he's created that. And it can probably play out right now. You know, obviously you're probably doing some firefighting stuff during all this, which is manly, right? It's, it's, a, it's a manly job, manly career. Um, but just as manly is bringing people into your home and nurturing them, giving, you know, 
showing compassion to them. Sure. Yeah. Sacrificing yeah. your, uh, your lifestyle to, um, care for others. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so, so with the, when this podcast airs, um, Thursday, there's probably going to be even more people displaced from their homes. So if you're listening to this Thursday or anytime close to when this airs, just ask that, you, you know, you lift those people up in prayer and, uh, keep them in, in your prayers. And totally. If you're listening to this from a year from now, I'm sure there will probably still be people that need your prayers. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, you need to lift them up. You, uh, you, you lose that many homes in a rather rural area. Um, you have that much flooding and, and damage and so few contractors. Uh, right. I'm sure a year from now there will be, um, Plenty of people experiencing far too close memories <laughs> from yeah. from all of this, just with uh, whatever situation is being tied up for them. But so uh, I guess let's get into today's topic. Um, we're just going to read this excerpt from David Murrow's book. If I become a Christian, I'll become soft. In the 1800s, Charles Spurgeon said, "There has n- got abroad a notion." Somehow, that if you become a Christian, you must sink your manliness and turn milksop. Men have long feared that if they turn to Christ, they will soften, lose their killer instinct, and fall behind their competitors. They'll become wimps. Jesse Ventura, a former governor, pro wrestler, and Navy SEAL, spoke for millions of men when he said, Organized religion is a sham and a crutch for weak-minded people who need strength in numbers. This judgment may be untrue or unfair, but the reputation clings to Christianity like a leech. It's curious, a devout Muslim is considered manlier among his peers, whereas a devout Christian is often seen as a wuss. And, and you know what I find is uh, extremely odd about that? Um, my experience in Muslim cultures, uh, a, a Muslim man tends to be very, um, very much more emotionally driven than, um, than the, you know, Western or American counterparts. Um, uh, uh, Christian counterparts, um, and and not necessarily even the emotion of uh, anger as we associate with most masculinity, but uh, you know the, asso- the, the associating the the emotion of um, just the the willingness to openly shed tears and and things of that sure. nature, like things that we would typically find very um things that we would attribute to a woman yeah less or than a man yeah or, yeah less 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 masculine but i think the reason that we tend to see them as more manlier is the discipline that muslims have so as far as you know i guess we're talking about devout muslim devout christian sure is setting setting aside you know three times a day to pray wherever you're at, whatever you're doing. Sure. And not being discouraged or afraid of who's going to see me when I pray, who's going to, 
you know, and I think a lot of, for sure, yeah. a lot of times Christians and myself at times, you know, we get a, you know, we become afraid to show our faith in front of people or like you said, just our emotions that God created in us. <laughs> right. Uh, but so where does that, where do you think that fear comes from then? Well, <clears throat> first of all, um, yeah, I guess maybe we should stick on that because, <laughs> because <laughs> I, I looked at, I looked at where I was going to go and I'm like, you know what? That's kind of a completely off, off of where you're headed. Um, you know, I, <clears throat> I'm not sure. Uh, I, I'd love to say that I've, uh, I did a 12 week study to determine where, um, the loss of outward, uh, emotional expression is linked to the increased masculinity, <laughs> but I can't say that I have, well, it was a, it <laughs> nor, it was nor a will I week, ever. It was a 10 week study. 10 week study. Yeah. Um, uh, I did this six week um, <laughs> advanced. Um, yeah, yeah. No, no, you didn't. Nope. <laughs> Absolutely not. So I guess when when we think of a man, and then when we think of a Christian man, are there two different thoughts that come to mind? I, I think, totally, yeah. um, and and. I think that's exactly where it comes down to is um, what is more important to you as a man mm -hmm. living up to the, uh, the, the world's definition of masculinity mm -hmm. or living up to God's defini definition. Um, now I can't define God's definition. Um, I, I hope that you've come prepared to perhaps <laughs> share a few things on that. Well, uh, if you just model my life, <laughs> you'll see. Yeah. Uh, no, no, but but really, I mean, we see when we think of masculinity, um, the culture that we're in today has a few similarities, but almost complete different definitions. You know, as far as you can't a man today in the culture, you're not supposed to show emotions. Unless it's anger right. or jealousy, anger, anger or is competitiveness. The, the only uh, you're not supposed to be loving, allowed expression of emotion, right? Or you're not supposed to show a gentle side unless it's with your kids or your wife, right? Um, and <laughs> I'm not even sure where that comes from, right? Um, other than just uh, maybe too many, too many war movies, <laughs> right? But uh, even simple things like that you can't control, you know, well, if you have a higher voice, you know, or <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, that, that's your normal <laughs> voice. Yeah. Uh, I talk like this all the time. <laughs> or you, you don't hunt or you don't know how to change your tire. Like there's, there's masculine uh, knowledge. Sure. I will call it that. <laughs> there's masculine knowledge, um, masculine uh things to do looks uh, look yeah do you, can you grow facial hair mm. you know obviously the more bald you are the more manly more testosterone exactly uh, that's why you're, so if you have a full head that's of why hair, you're more manly than i am right if you have a, if I you have, have a man bun you know versus <laughs> the, the way you dress are you wearing skinny jeans like all these are cultural things sure that uh maybe some i agree with but <laughs> 
But that is but not... you are birthed in this culture, yeah, sure. so I yeah. can see that. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess so to define masculinity and leave out the cultural definition, because when we when you think of a Christian, um, because we've talked about historically the church is becoming more feminized, so the words that they use, the way you know that they sure. describe Jesus, um, is stuff like loving and merciful and tender. gentle and yeah. tender, you know, and, and nurturing. And we see this side of Jesus, which we'll call the lamb side of Jesus mm-hmm. and forgiving. And those things we tend to attribute to women, not to men, but this is, this was and is a side of Jesus that is still there. And that we as men, God created us, right? Sure. So let's let God define what a man is. You know, same way we've talked about with marriage, like God created marriage, let him define it. Yep. And so, but on the flip side, so if I become a Christian, oh no, now I'm going to have to become loving and merciful. Um, I'm going to have to turn the your cheek. Have I your can't, sleeve tattoos removed. Right. You know? I, you gotta, I can't have whiskey <laughs> and a cigar anymore. Right. I'm going to, oh no, I got to put away my bow and arrow. <laughs> like, I, I don't know what really goes through people's minds, but. But, but I'm really, like you know, that. and I and I'm not sure either. I, I, I think a lot of it just, and I can look at it from a perspective that, you know, yeah, I have looked at individuals that I have thought of as more masculine than myself. Maybe someone who's, yeah, maybe they do have, uh, the tattoos and yeah. and the you know they they work out six days a week, so they're pretty shredded, um, and the the things that I see associated with that, however, are uh, a, I think the key thing I see associated with that is a lack of control. Um, yeah, it's it's hidden by a very commanding, almost fear-inducing um, presence and attitude and other attributes, but, um, it, it seems to me that it's very, um, it's very much a loss of control. And when I look at the, um, the, I guess, (laughs) what's the word I'm even thinking here? When, when I look at Christ and his example, um, the one thing that comes to mind, uh, being, being manly, being willing to uh, step up to the plate in a certain situation when um, people were violating uh, the temple of, of God. Mm-hmm. Um, and he overturned the tables and started, you know, beating people with a whip. Now, I, I heard... Um, I can't even remember where I wish I could. I, I, I wish I was the person who could cite everything that I say, <laughs> but I never, I, I never remember any of it, but, uh, that's probably something I should work on. But, um, I heard a study that somebody did on that particular, uh, situation and, um, they were talking about the whips that was typically used in the time and blah, blah, blah. And that it probably took anywhere from 15 to 20 minutes to make said whip, right? Okay. So we don't see here 
a Jesus who walked into a temple, saw what was going on, and freaked out irrationally and overreacted like what we would see the typical, the stereotypical um, evangelical male, right? What we see here is a very controlled Jesus who walked into the temple, saw the atrocities that were going on, the the hearts of the people that were just there for their own personal gain, and sat down quietly, made a whip for 15 minutes, and then proceeded on to just tear tear down, tear it apart, flip the tables, you know, chase people out. <clears throat> and that is what I feel is the defining difference in masculinity between what true Christian masculinity is versus the masculinity that we see outside of that. Now, I can't, I'd love to be able to write a book and bullet point presentation on what it is to be a man. Mm-hmm. And if anybody has that, please send it to me because I'm kind of trying to figure that out myself. <laughs> um, but I do know the one that the one of the greatest examples that sticks out in my mind is that um, even in a situation that we would find most people um, reacting through a craze of emotion and testosterone, this was done controlled yeah. and with purpose and not, uh, not a reaction of his emotion, but a, a, um, a needed, um, a, a needed direction of action. You know what I mean? I mean, I think we talked about that specifically sort of reaction when we talked about parenting and how I believe you're right. We snap at our kids. Yeah. Yep. You know, um, and that is not the right kind of, that's, we shouldn't be acting out of that kind of anger. And I think what you're getting at is that Jesus didn't. Um, so what, I mean, when we think about Christians, you know, I guess it comes to Jesus and Jesus is portrayed as that loving, merciful man. But man, that, that story never gets preached in the church. We ne- we we never see <laughs> that side of Jesus, all. right? And obviously, if you're going to try to draw men in, that is one tool you can use: is preach the you know, preach Today, all. Of we're going to sit down. We're going to make a whip. <laughs> yeah, right there. So you go. that we can learn how to beat the snot out of people. <laughs> you all have a table doing... in front of you. You're going to learn how to flip. <laughs> now everybody uh, grunt at the same time. Right. But but I guess what we, for our listeners, you know, if you have that kind of perception of Jesus, is just as the, the the gentle, not non-confrontational Jesus, that's an incomplete picture of who he is. Correct. Not a false. Not a false one. It, it's just incomplete. It's only a part of him. Yep. And if we are to define our masculinity based on the person and character of Jesus, then we need to go to Scripture and figure out who he is in his entirety. You know, who who is God? How does he act? And that's how we define what masculinity is. You know, so so we see uh, he's unafraid of conflict. He like in all <laughs> in any arena, he sure. he uh, he challenges the status quo, you know, especially in his time when he's speaking out against the Pharisees, the you know, the leaders of the time, you know. 
I don't want to say rebellious, um, but directed, (laughs) directed, um, (laughs) revolutionary. but I mean, like, like you said, he confronted the establishment. He wasn't afraid to call people out when they were wrong, and and to, but to do it, you know, there's there's a right way and a wrong way. Yep. And we would often fall into the wrong way. I mean, <laughs> or a sinful way. Only like most of the yeah. time. <laughs> uh, but I mean, he he preached in confrontational ways. Um, he was audacious. Here's a quote from an article from, um, from the Art of Manliness. Uh, I found an article. It's called the article is called "It's Christianity, an Inherently Feminine Religion," and so a quote from that says this uh, about Jesus: "The compassionate healer, who championed children, cleansed the temple in a righteous rage. The gentle sage, who spoke of lilies and sparrows, rebuked his friend as Satan incarnate." and declared he had not come to bring peace, but a sword. The teacher who admonished his followers to love thy neighbor as thyself called Gentiles dogs. <laughs> like, right? Uh, it goes on, but I'll end there. I mean, and, and, I, and I think that's um, <clears throat> so many times people take things uh, like that, those differences that, uh, that left and right side, that, that, lamb and lion um aspect yeah. <clears throat> and they 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 try to use it um as uh as a as a stance that of of the inconsistency um but in reality what what they're doing is they're taking their own um they're taking their idea or this current world's idea of something like love and they're they're comparing their idea as fact to um christ's actions you know what i mean yeah um and and then they draw conclusions like well you know that's you know that's not loving you're supposed to be loving but but god you know christ Mm -hmm. you know get behind me, Satan, you know, that type of thing. Or I mean, it's the same a, thing we talked about. I mean, is it not more loving to rebuke and correct someone than to let them go down a road? Exactly. That's right. going to be more damaging. Right. Should we not be, you know, uh, forceful in evacuating people from their houses <laughs> right. when the dam's about to break than to let them die? I mean, well, you and, know, and, and again, I think a lot of that has to do with, well, anyway, I don't want to, yeah, we, we won't get, into that, we won't get into that. That's, <laughs> but, uh, um, yeah, I mean, I'm just saying there there's got to be a balance. You you've got to have both because Jesus was both. Yeah, he is both. Um, yeah, you can't you can't say you're being loving and not tell it like it is. I mean, right? Sometimes you can tell it like it is a little bit differently. Sure. Uh, especially, I think with different personalities, mm-hmm. I'm the type of personality that you have to be extremely blunt, and some people would probably think sure. you're being extremely rude. But that's kind of which requires boldness where and, I pay attention, yeah. at, you know, um, I, I do want to bring up though, you know, yeah. the, the whole, uh, the, the mentioning of Jesse Ventura and, um, his quote, organized religion is a sham and a crutch for the weak minded people who need strength in numbers. You know, I think if you're looking at religion as, um, 
as religion, as religious activities or whatever, um, I think he's absolutely right. You, you need the support of all the other people and, and big groups. But if you're looking at um, not religion, but a relationship with Christ, then I'm, I, can be, I can be singled out. I don't need a group of people. Groups are nice. They, they help me in my path. Mm-hmm. But I'm not talking about uh, I'm not talking about a group of people that agree with me. I, I'm talking about a, a group of people that know the same person I know and that actually challenge me. Yeah. And we challenge each other. And I've spent hours um, having what some might consider very heated conversations with people just, um, you know, as iron sharpens iron, trying to work out right. those, those issues because I don't want to be wrong. You know, I, I want to be on God's side, you know? So, so I, I embrace the, um, abrasion, if you will. Yeah. So that I can better understand myself. Like, and I, and I, I return to this a lot, but you know, um, I wish, uh, I wish I had the passage written down, but, um, you know, the, the, the Gentiles, uh, no, I'm sorry. I'm going to say that wrong. Uh, anyway, let's just jump right ahead to, (laughs) they were doing everything, uh, right in their own eyes. Okay. So judges. Thank you. Yes. Uh, and yet God still condemned, like they were still wrong. Right. So I might be doing what I think is right, but guess what? I still need might, yeah. the the iron and those heated conversations. I'm not mm-hmm. looking for somebody to pat me on the back and hold hands and sing kumbaya and, and hey, and, oh, you got everything right. Right. Yeah, exactly. I'm looking for people who know who I know, Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. and um, who will confront me when need be uh, to ensure that I'm on God's side and not my side. Right. And if we're and if we're going to get our masculinity from who Jesus is, then we got to surround ourselves with people like that. I mean, we see Jesus as a mix of justice and kindness, judgment and grace. Um, he he's real and authentic and relevant, and he spoke with honesty. I mean, so I mean, he was a man on a mission, a radical, and and so when we think of what it means to be a man. You need to get rid of what the world defines and figure out who God is, who Jesus is. And the best way to do that is to dig in his word. That's it for this episode of The Gathering Podcast. We appreciate your support. If you found value in today's episode, please hit that like button, share, and subscribe. We'd also appreciate a good review. But more importantly, if you're in the Gladwin, Michigan area, please join us for the Gathering Breakfast, held the second Saturday of each month at the 963 building on North M18, where we'll have plenty of bacon, and we'll touch on this episode briefly with some more outlook from men like yourself.